This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. LSU and Tennessee, 11 a.m. kickoff in Death Valley this Saturday. We welcome in now Bob Kessling, voice of Tennessee football, joining us now. Bob, how are you? And thanks for the time. I'm great. Good to talk to you guys today. Bob, I know Tennessee went through some painful years uh after phil fulmer and man i just think that just like in in the nfl when the raiders are are relevant same thing with tennessee when tennessee's relevant i think it's 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 overall good for college football and the sec oh i agree and uh, of course naturally the folks here in tennessee would agree with that and uh you know <laughs> yeah. tennessee tennessee was so good in the 90s that i think a lot of people got spoiled around here just it was the winningest decade in school history and that's saying something and then suddenly, every every time you change a coach, you know you guys know how that goes. It, it, they want two or three years to get it put back and on track, and then suddenly Tennessee starts going through coaches left and right, and it really set the program back. And you've got to find that right guy. And I think all Tennessee fans now believe that Josh Heupel, you know, it's a small sample size so far, but they all believe that Josh Heupel might be that guy. Uh, the one thing that's been so consistent about this Tennessee team is how consistently they have played. Uh, they haven't had one of those clunker games. If you look back you know, over last year and this year, they seem to be ready to play every game. They're prepared. They've got a good plan. Their offense is, as you guys know, highly explosive, and they puts a lot of points on the board. So that's really entertained the Tennessee fans. And um, they, I think they're, they're very hyped up on a hypo, and I think they think that this guy might be a – the real deal and be able to lead Tennessee back to championships. That's what they're hoping for. Bob, great to hear your voice again. Uh, one of the things uh, when he got hard, uh, I did some shows out in that area, and um, Josh and I are connected with a couple of other coaches. And my comparison to him, he reminds me of a young Sean Payton. Uh, he's very innovative offensively. Uh, the plays are run out of different sets, but it's a lot of the similar type plays. And uh, Hendon Hooker told me this back at Manning. He really stresses, hey, listen, accuracy. Uh, I don't care if you got the cannon for the arm or whatever. You got to be accurate and w- just keep this moving on a fast-paced type deal because now if you can get up to the line, man, it's hard to substitute on defense. You can't do it, and he kind of catch you on your heels. And so I think Josh is a good fit. Now, he's got to get some recruit defensive players, and, and name, image, likeness will help on that part in Tennessee. But, man, that offense is rolling, and a lot of it revolves around Hooker, who 
he impressed me so much at Manning. Him and I got to sit down and talk, and he had told me about kind of what happened at Virginia Tech and him coming to Tennessee. And he wasn't supposed to be the man, you know? He wasn't supposed to be the guy. And he has really taken this offense to another level. Yeah, there's no question. I think he hit on a really good part of the Hendon Hooker, why he's been so successful at Tennessee. He came in here from Virginia Tech thinking he was going to win the job. Uh, he was recruited by Jeremy Pruitt's staff. And then suddenly Josh Heupel's staff yep. comes in here and says, well, we got to have another guy. So they go out and get Joe Milton. And Milton clearly won the job last year uh, during fall camp. I mean, I don't think anybody that went to the scrimmages or went to practice thought that it wasn't Joe Milton. But then that didn't translate over to the game field very much. He missed some passes. He made some bad decisions. And then he got banged up in the Pittsburgh game, and suddenly Hendon Hooker gets a chance to play. Well, Hooker doesn't get the job back. And I think the thing that impressed everybody in the Tennessee camp and the players especially and why they rallied around him so much, when he didn't win the job, he didn't start pouting. He didn't threaten to go into the transfer portal. He didn't say, you know, if you don't do this, I'm going to – you know, none of that. All he did, he went to Coach Heupel and says, what do I have to do to get on the field? What do I have to do to run your offense? And he told him. And then Heupel and, then Heupel and Hooker went to work, and suddenly they've got this quarterback that now they're talking about uh, uh, winning the Heisman Trophy or at least having a shot at it. And the other thing about it, he's such a mature young man, yes. as, you, as you mentioned. Uh, you know, he's 24 and a half years old. He's played college football for now six years. So, you know, he's been around. He's seen everything. His decision-making is what is – and especially as fast as they go, for him to be able to recognize the defense, get his team set – make a good throw. He's thrown 212 passes now without an interception. He only threw three all of last year. And one of those was in the first game he played against Pittsburgh at the end of the game in desperation. And he, and he, I don't know if you know this, he also holds the record at Virginia Tech for consecutive passes without an interception yeah. to start a career, 149. So he doesn't put the ball in harm's way. He makes great decisions, and he throws a catchable ball. And I think the thing that you pointed out as well, You've, you've got to earn his trust if you're a receiver. He's not just going to throw it out there yep. unless he's, he really understands that you're going to be in the right spot. And uh, he throws balls that only his guys can catch. And, uh, you know, the Cedric Tillman story from last year was so remarkable. His first three years at Tennessee caught a total of eight passes. <laughs> eight in three years. I mean, he was, he was basically just a guy that was People there. considered him a bus, right? Yeah. Um, well, they considered him that he was an underachiever. Right, too slow, couldn't get, couldn't run past anybody, couldn't make plays, and suddenly, now he gets with Hendon Hooker, and they get this, they get on the same wavelength, and he goes from catching eight passes his first three years to catching sixty-four last year and going over a thousand yards. I mean, it was incredible, and a lot of that has to do with the, with Josh Heupel's scheme, just how they run things, and so uh, Hooker's Hooker's just been a remarkable story here at Tennessee, and. And he's playing at a very high level, and the, the better he gets, I think the better Tennessee gets. Bob Kessling, voice of Tennessee football here on Sports Talk. Bob, what would you describe as the, as the identity to this Vol squad? Well, that's a good point. I, I, you know, I think they play with a, with a confidence. I think they play with a calmness. Uh, and I think that a lot of it stems from Coach Heupel and also from um, uh, Hendon Hooker. Uh, you know, it's the next play. It's the preparation. And I, I think that's what Heupel has really – insisted upon this team you know you got to learn how to win but you also have to learn how to handle success and it's all about preparation he talks about preparation all the time he just talks about getting better the next day 
they don't get too rattled when when some goes goes wrong. That I think that again stems from Josh Heupel. He's just has a very calm, confident approach to this football team, and uh, that has rubbed off on this team. Now uh, that's offensively. Defensively, you know they they had their problems against Florida. They had guys. I mean, I don't think anybody expected Anthony Richardson to throw for 453 yards against anybody let alone, you know, a good Tennessee team, but he did. And so now Tennessee's got to look at that tape and figure out you can't let Jaden Daniels do that on Saturday against you. So we'll, we'll see what kind of adjustments they've made over the last two weeks defensively. When you look at it, what type of pass rush off the edge uh, does Tennessee have? Because uh, LSU's now starting two freshman tackles. Now they both really mm-hmm. good play, but they're, okay, they're both 18-year-olds and Will Campbell and Emory Jones and the tight end who's off the edge, Mason Taylor, he's a, a true freshman too. What sort of pass rush have they gotten off the edge? Because with Daniels, we've seen it. He's a one read and he wants to take off running downfield and they kind of have gotten on him. Brian Kelly Kind of read him the riot act this week about, hey, listen, you got to take some chances with some throws downfield, but their ability to get pressure off the edge. Yeah, I also heard Coach Kelly talk about the fact to beat some SEC teams, you got to throw for more than eighty-five yards. And I think yeah. that was kind of a, that was kind of directed directed at Daniels too a little bit. Uh, Tennessee's got two guys off the edge that they like, Byron Young uh, has really come on, and he's a strong pass rusher. He was an SEC defensive. Lyman of the week against Pittsburgh. And then the other side, Tyler Barron is another guy that has really become a pretty good edge rusher. It's, it's about depth though in, in the defense. Those guys have to play a lot of snaps. And as you know, when you're pass rushers, you've got to get a break now and then. So you're not playing 70, 80 snaps. And as, you know, as fast as Tennessee plays offensively and as many plays as they run, your defense is going to have to play a lot of plays too. I mean, they're going to have to play 70, 80 plays a game. And, and so depth has been one of the issues with this Tennessee team. They're trying to develop it. You know, when, when Coach Heupel came in, they were decimated by transfer portals and all the uncertainty about the, uh, the alleged NCAA violations right. and all those type things. And so there, were a lot of, there was a lot of transitional periods. So they had to, kind of like LSU's doing this year, plug it in with some transfers and trying to patch things together. And uh, if you look last year, Tennessee was in the game against Pittsburgh in the fourth quarter. They were in the game against Alabama in the fourth quarter. And they were in the game against Ole Miss in the fourth quarter. They didn't win those games. And a lot of that has to do with the depth on the defensive side of the football because their, their defense just got worn down. So they're trying to build up that depth, and they're trying to play some younger players this year. And they're trying to rotate guys more than they did last year. But – Back to your question, Byron Young and Tyler Barron are the two guys they're counting on on the edge. They have not been getting a lot of pressure right up the middle, and that, that was not that was the case last year, and it's also kind of been the case this year, that they just haven't been able to uh, get to the quarterback up the middle without, without bringing somebody, without blitzing somebody. And, and uh, so we'll see what they do against LSU if they can get a better pass rush. They're going to have to against, uh, I think, Daniels, who um, is a very capable guy to – as you said, take off and run if he's got some gaps in there. Return game, especially kickoff punt. Uh, man, LSU's been El Succo uh, most of the <laughs> season. Man, they haven't been good. And teams have sort of gashed them uh, returning kicks and punts. Uh, so what does that look like? Because, Bob, I'm telling you ahead of time, this team is mercurial uh, on special teams all over the board. And, man, they, they've gotten some long returns on kickoffs brought back on them, 
And again, it, it, they are who they are. And Brian hasn't been happy about it, but uh, and he's on Polian's behind uh, every game about special team screw ups. A lot of it has to do with runbacks. Yeah, Tennessee has not been. I don't. Nothing has really stood out about the return game. They, they, Jimmy Holiday has returned, I think, uh, one one kick, maybe thirty, forty yards, something like that. But they haven't they haven't broken any. They they fumbled, muffed a couple of punts. So uh, Trayvon Flowers has been back there. They might try D Williams back there. He's a guy that's uh, gotten healthy, a guy that transferred in, and so he might get a chance to run some kicks back. But Tennessee hadn't been really dynamic in the kicking game return wise. Uh, now the kickers are veteran guys. Paxton Brooks has been around five years. McGrath has been a guy that's been around for uh, – he's a transfer from USC. So he was really consistent last year, and he's been pretty good this year. So their kickers have been good, but nothing special in the return game right now. One guy I'm going to tell you to keep an eye on for LSU, and B.J. O'Jolari gets a lot of ink, and he deserves yes. all of it. He is awesome. But I've never seen – and I've done this now over 30 years, and it's close to 35 – I've never seen a freshman linebacker play like Harold Perkins. I mean, Bob, yeah. it's Katie bar the door. You talk about a guy that can run. He can run the field. People say, what about Devin White? Man, Devin White, he kicked up to me. He wanted me to talk to Coach O about playing running back as a freshman. I was like, oh, Devin, <laughs> they got Fournette and Geis. You ain't playing no running back uh, here. You know, play linebacker. So, uh, But Harold Perkins has been unbelievable. Uh, in that spot as a true freshman coming off the edge and also his ability to run the field and drop back in coverage. Bob, I'm telling you, that that guy has a chance to be a superstar player in the SEC. Yeah, I, I, was, uh, I watched a lot of the Auburn game and have been watching it on tape the last day or two, and he, he jumps out on the screen. You know, the great players, especially the young ones, kind of jump out at you when you see him. I remember when Eric Berry, I went on the practice field and saw Eric Berry, <laughs> the first scrimmage, you thought, that kid is something. I mean, and the truth, the, the great ones just jump out yeah. at you. And, and and I think that's the same thing with Perkins. And it's and uh, I, I, we we had Coach Heifel on vault calls last night, and he was – and the first thing he said, I asked about the, the uh, LSU defense, his thoughts – and all I could say, number eighteen catches your <laughs> catches your eye. No, Ashford never thought BJ could catch him from the backside. Okay, no. and and he's rolling out now. All of a sudden, I think he sort of sensed him there, but he couldn't outrun him. And then BJ makes the play of the game to strip yes. that ball, and then Jay comes up with it, scoop and score for a touchdown. And BJ is really a tremendous edge rusher, and he can run the field and also drop back pretty well in the coverage part. But Kendall Perkins is a guy that I think they're fixing to turn him loose. He's got a little experience now at the college level, and I think they're fixing to say, okay, you see that quarterback? Go sick him. Because if yeah. we don't get to him early, he's going to carve us up. Yes. Uh, and I think that's true. And, and uh, you know, Tennessee's offensive line has been not great but solid. Um, you know, they've got the Mincy who transferred in from Florida playing left tackle. They moved there last year's left tackle over to right tackle, and they've got Cooper Mays back at center. So they're, they've been pretty solid, not spectacular, but pretty solid. Javante Spragans uh, was the SEC offensive lineman of the week two weeks ago, and so he, so he's really he's improved. So it's a solid offensive line. I don't think it's great, but they'll have their hands full. I mean, they have their hands full at Pittsburgh. I mean, if you go back and look at the Pittsburgh game, Tennessee only scored three points in the second half. Yeah. 
and uh, Tennessee was able to make some stops against Pitt or, you know, and then, of course, they knocked their quarterback out of the game, Slovis. He got, he got knocked out, and they played their backup in the second half. But that game was pretty dicey, and the defense came up with some stops to keep Pittsburgh from scoring touchdowns uh, that uh, you know might have put that game out of reach, and they were able to win it in overtime. But uh, So the if you can stop Tennessee's run, which is what Pittsburgh did, and then if you've got to, if your corners are good enough, and Pitts were to to press coverage and make sure that the Tennessee receivers aren't running wide open in your secondary, then that's the formula to stop Tennessee. But can you stop the run? And because you know, really, Josh Heupel wants to run the football. Everybody thinks about you know he wants to be this mad scientist throwing the ball all over the place, but he wants to run the football, make you get guys in the box, and that makes his passing game run a lot better. So. Uh, when when he gets you know a, a stable of SEC type running backs in here, the offense is really going to take off. Bob, the good part of for Tennessee is it's not at six thirty. There's not as much antifreeze in the radiator for the crowd, so to speak, at 11 o'clock. Now, some of them might come in, you know, a little tipsy from the night before. But, uh, you know, it's a, I tried to explain this to Hooker when he was at Manning because he says, you know, man, I'm looking forward to that game, uh, playing at night, Tiger Stadium. You hear so much about it. And I was like, man, I, I'm not real sure you're playing it at night, you know, because we all thought it would be a 2.30 game. Yeah, and, yeah, and then now yeah. they shoved this to eleven o'clock. It's a different atmosphere in Tiger Stadium at eleven a.m. and at six thirty. I think that's true for the fans for sure. But you know, as when you're a player, whenever they tell you to kick it off, you go kick it yeah, off, and those yeah. guys, those guys are going to be ready to play, and the LSU guys will be ready to play. The crowd, it might take them a while to get revved up. It might take the the Golden Girls a little bit of time to get loosened up and get out there moving around, but the the, the players will be ready to go at 11 a.m. and I think it's going to be a heck of a football game. Um, I I just really think that uh, uh, LSU's front seven on defense is going to cause Tennessee some problems, and I think uh, Tennessee's defense they they have not had a lot of success stopping running quarterbacks in uh, since Coach Heupel's been here. So that are the, those are the two things that really uh, kind of stand out for me in this game. I think you're going to be calling a game with a lot of points, Bob. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I think yeah, I be. think you're going to be uh, – it's one of those type games where there's going to have a lot of points scored. Yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. I think both offenses will play. Now, explain to me – I've been trying to find, find this. How come they don't – LSU didn't throw the ball down the field more. I mean, Jaden Daniels you know, doesn't doesn't he, want he, to. He, he, you got to be it, white, it, you got to be high school open for him to throw it. Okay, and, okay. That's what Brian has sort of set on him about. Is hey, listen, you can't wait till the guy gets open. You got to put it out there and let Booty and let uh, Jare Jenkins and Bash and Malik Neighbors. You got to let them go make a play. Now he has not thrown an interception all season, but he really has not put up a lot of contested throws. And so that's the reason why he's been this one read, guy's not open, I'm taking off running with it. He doesn't want to make the critical mistake uh, that he knew he would get a good earful from Kelly about if he did. And so it's the balancing act here because LSU's strength has been the biggest disappointment at wide receiver Mm -hmm. this year. And a lot of that has to do with – Jaden doesn't want to throw those contested catches up there or potential catches, fearing an interception. Yeah, he's risk averse. Well, it, yeah, and it, and, 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 I, and I, you can see that a little bit. And you just you look at those wide receivers, you know, Booty and and the rest of the, you're thinking, my neighbor. I mean, they, 
they're tremendous athletes, and you're thinking, let them go make a play. But, you know, he doesn't – if you never throw it to him, what, Booty got, what, one – one thrown his way last week or two, maybe two most two, two at most. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> okay, for him. Come on. He, you got to target him seven to eight times in a game. Sure. He's that yeah. good of a player. And Malik neighbors, uh, I'm telling you, Bob, he, he reminds me so much. And you, you'll know Wendell Davis. Uh, yeah. When Wendell was at LSU, he reminds me so much of Wendell. And then Jack Besh is a really good player. And Jare's a big, tall drink of water. I mean, he's a six foot four receiver, and they got a couple uh, sophomore receivers who were the best in the state of Louisiana, also out there. They just have not gotten the production out of the wide receiver position that I think Brian thought they would get, and I think everybody else thought they would get because Jaden is so hesitant to put up a football that might get intercepted. That's got to change against Tennessee. Well, true, and if and I noticed that he's run the ball more than anybody on the team. I, what sixty rushes already? That's a lot for a quarterback. And uh, well, that'll know, change. John Emery's back, so that that's going to okay. change. <laughs> that's good. Bob uh, Kessling, well, voice of Tennessee football. We got to run. Uh, sorry, Bob. Okay, guys. Thank you, Bob. All right. Hey, thanks. Good to talk to you guys. Good to see you, Bob. All right, sounds good. Bob Kessling, voice of Tennessee football. This is Sports Talk here on WWL. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Baseball is in full swing. NBA playoffs are heating up. And your NFL team is gearing up for training camp. Listen to the latest on the teams you love here on the Odyssey app. The biggest sports radio stations in the country providing unrivaled local coverage of their teams all in one place. Exclusive interviews with players, coaches, and team executives streaming live and always available on demand. Stay in the know with your favorite teams right here on the Odyssey app. 